Hello, it's me. <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I to, think. What? I mean, that's the one we've been kind of doing a lot. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that might have to be the one for sure. We're still trying to figure out our intro music. I know. But welcome <laughs> back, thinkers. This is Deanna G, and this is Jillian Vita, and this is You've Thought It. We're saying it. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about, actually, let's backtrack a little bit. What is your social? Deanna underscore Faye underscore G. Mine is Jillian Vita, B-I-T-A like Tom. And we do have a new social for You've Thought It. Finally, it's at You've Thought It. And that's on Instagram. And we will be on Twitter sooner rather than later. But for now, we're just on Instagram. So give us a follow. And message us on that platform and let us know what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show. Now that we've gotten through that part, let's dive right into it. And we are going to be talking about body image. Woohoo! My favorite topic ever. Self-esteem, body image, um, unrealistic pressures put on women, especially now in the Instagram social media life with all of the photoshopping and Instagram models and yada, 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 um, bullying, loving yourself, self-esteem. We're covering it all this episode. Yeah, we're, um, this is like an open mic. Yeah, this is a passionate topic, I think, for the both of us. For sure. So, with that said, let's dive right into it. Let's go for it. So I will start because I am, I feel like I'm in between. Like I wouldn't call myself, I mean actually yes, I guess I'm overweight because what is it, 20 pounds over your like weight for your height and stuff, I think it's yeah. considered like overweight. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm in between, like I'm, I could afford to lose a few pounds but I'm also happy if I never did. Yeah. Um, but I was always very, very overweight, and I loved my body at that point, too. Or at least I thought I did, but then it wasn't until I lost weight where I really was feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so body image is a, is a really, really, really passionate topic for me because I'm a very, very confident person, and I feel like I always owned my bo- all of my bodies because there have been multiple ones. <laughs> multiple versions like, of you. Multiple, multiple versions of my body. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like, you know... It's really based on the person. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're a confident person within yourself, then you're going to love your body at any size. Yeah. But if you're not, then you got deeper rooted issues. Yeah. And, you know? and let's just call it like it is. Self-esteem is a big problem in today's society. I mean, boys and girls. Yeah. But girls especially, I feel, have a pressure on them by what they're being shown. <laughs> Not you. You're perfect, Mama. <laughs> um, with what they're being shown and what the expectations are on them in terms of just how they look and their aesthetic. And I think that starts younger and younger. As time goes on, I feel like girls are being pressured at such a young age these days yeah. to look a certain way and to Do grow up. Do you see up. these 13-year-olds, what they look like? On TikTok? I know. Do you remember what we looked like at 13? Yeah, trolls. Trolls. Yeah. But happy trolls. Yes. North not caring. Trolls. Not yeah. caring about With them. my little Tamagotchi, and I was chilling. Oh. <gasps> Do you know my father wrestles an old lady at Toys R Us for a Tamagotchi <laughs> ticket? I'm not even kidding. 
Um, yes, I mean, I think self-esteem plays such a huge role in your life. And I think from an early age, if you get this ingrained in you, one way or another, if you have a healthy self-esteem or if you have a negative self-esteem, that can carry on with you for the rest of your life. And that can... Oh, for sure. And that can dictate a lot of what your encounters are with other people, with yourself, how you feel about yourself. And that can put you in a lot of really bad, unhealthy situations. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because I think back on high school and who I used to hang out with. And I wasn't I wasn't the only heavier girl in the group. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like the other heavier girls weren't on the same page as me. Meaning what? Um, meaning that they didn't really... Like, they didn't hold their bodies and them being overweight as a higher regard as I did. Okay. Um, like, I feel like... And when I did lose the weight, like... I feel like heavier girls were always intimidated by me. Okay. Because it takes a lot to be overweight and confident, and mm -hmm. I always was. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where I lost the weight, and not one of them complimented me. And I always thought that that was weird, because if I would see one of them and they looked thinner to me, I'd be like, oh my god, well, you look like you lost weight. Yeah, But yeah. that's just me. I'll compliment everybody. I'll compliment a girl in the bathroom and tell them I like their shoes. Yeah, same, same. That's same. just how I am. Like, I want, you know, I'm a confident person, yeah. and I want to share the love with you. Yeah, and I feel like that's one, another thing that people are so afraid to do, and it just, I feel like if I'm thinking something, especially if I'm like, oh, that girl has bomb hair, or whatever, or a cute little outfit on, I'm going to say it, even if she's a complete stranger, because what... What is that taking away from me by saying that? It might make that person's whole day. But there's a lot of people that don't do it. Like, it's I remember crazy. I I would always message this one girl, and I'd be like, oh, my God, where did you get that? And she would always, I would always get the, I honestly don't even remember. I hate people do that. And that drives me nuts because people to this day will yeah. still message me. and be like, where did you get that? And I'll be like, Forever 21, $22.99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rainbow, $7.99. H&M, $10. Like, yeah. I want to share my... A good friends with you. Yeah, not everybody's like that. No, and I feel sorry for those people. Yeah, getting back to the whole like when I did the Bumble commercial, a lot of girls were commenting, "Where did you?" Because I was wearing like a pink jumpsuit. Yeah, that was nice. And people were like, "Where'd you get that?" So I literally not only did linked I tell them, where, yeah, I linked it. And I was like, you, "It wasn't the exact one that I had, but it was one you can get on Amazon, so everybody can get it." I made sure that it was like really comparable to what I was wearing. I sent it to them. I was like, "Here, girl, like whatever." I don't see why it's like. It's that expression where you don't dull your own candle by lighting somebody else's flame. That's disgusting. Like, I just don't understand why people... You know who invented that phrase? Insecure people. No, that's... It's a good thing. Oh. <laughs> you don't dim your own candle oh, by lighting someone oh, else's... I'm trying... I'm feeding her. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Um, yeah, so basically it's saying that, like, you complimenting somebody else or being a light in someone else's life doesn't make you dim yourself. Right. If, if anything, it makes your you light even more because you, you come across as such a good, genuine, like, nice person, yeah. you know? You know, remember my DJ days when I was going, like, crazy yeah, yeah, and yeah, I was, yeah, like, yeah. a serial make-outer? <laughs> so, there was this one what girl... What is it called when you, when you make out a lot? Go-ho. <laughs> oh, I was the go-ho. At first I said blow-ho, but I'm like, no, oh, I was the right. go-ho because I was a virgin. Okay. So, I was just making out with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, there was this one girl who was part of, like, she wasn't part of our Shorehouse crew, because my Shorehouse crew was, oh, I miss those girls like crazy, but they, she wasn't our Shorehouse crew, she was, like, a friend of the Shorehouse crew, mm -hmm. so, like, I had to be nice, and I was nice, because that's just how I am, but she made a comment to my friend, and my friend ended up coming back and telling me, and she was like, Deanna gets really hot guys, what's that about? 
Yeah. No. But now, mind you, did you see what I looked like in 2010? I mean, I was in my prime. But, okay, here's the thing. True, that's that's your opinion on it, whether or not... It doesn't matter if I agree with you or not. If you felt that way, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either way, who the fuck are they to tell you? Could you Can you believe that she's getting guys? Like, yeah, I can fucking believe it. Right. <laughs> Actually, yes, so, I can. So after she told me that, I just had a bad taste in my mouth about the girl for oh, the rest of the summer. Whatever. I would have never. And I made sure thing. if I I made sure when I was making out with somebody, I did it in front of. Yes, her. I love that. And petty, I was like, Petty Betty over here. That's right, <laughs> bitch. Petty Crocker over here. Oh, we can't say Betty. Yeah. How about she ended up naming her fucking kid the same thing that I named her? No. Yeah. I was like, figures. And that's not even like a common name. That's such a unique I name. I know. I know. Bitch. So weird. But I was like, oh, well, whatever. But I feel like that's the thing. It's like people are going to judge you regardless. And I feel <laughs> like no matter if you could have been 110 pounds soaking wet and she probably mm. still would have something to say yeah. just because, because people like that always have something because to say. i feel like as much as we're as much as we're taught to love our bodies and love ourselves i feel like if you're too confident you get people talk shit about you yeah exactly I feel especially like that, if you're bigger and yeah you're and i feel like that's what my problem was i feel like because i was always consistently confident yeah. i feel like people had a problem with it especially the bigger girls yeah and i always found that to be like not that i i should have been a role model to anybody but i'm just <laughs> saying like you would think that people would say like i would i i, I want to be more like deanna like where does she get her confidence right, from? Right, like, right, right. you know and that's something I, I, I always prided myself in is that I really never let my weight get to me. I mean, or dictate how right. you felt I mean, granted, the, the dating situation would mm-hmm. get to me because, mm-hmm. but again, it didn't get to me because I didn't get guys. It got to me because I wasn't getting the guys that I wanted yeah. and it was hurtful mm-hmm. to me because I knew that I would get those guys if... I was smaller. Do yeah. You know, I, you know, I should have kept a list. Do you know how many guys I ended up hooking up with when I lost weight that I liked when I was heavier? Isn't that crazy? And they didn't give me the time of day. You know what I got when I graduated high school and I like took, because from the time I graduated high school to my sophomore year of college, I lost 60 pounds. In one summer, I lost 40 pounds. Wow. And I was never, I was thicker in the sense of it being that I always played sports. So I was like, I, I was heavy. I think I was heavy, but I was very stocky. Like that was my body type. So I went from being stocky to being tall and lean. So when that, that happens, all of a sudden I had guys, literally, I went to, we, I had classes with these guys. They came up to me. We were out one day and somebody came up, one of the boys came up to me and were like, hi, my name is such and such. I'm like, dude. We were right, in school you together get for four years. They don't. They didn't believe me that I was them. And oh, I'm that like, happened to me. But I, I had people walk by me in the street. Yeah, and I'm just like, so now, 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 I matter to you. Like now, I'm worth your attention. When you sat next to me in class for fucking four years, like to me, like it, of course, I know it meant to be complimentary. Like I of know course, I'm coming yeah. from a place of whatever. But I'm like, I'm still the same person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still the same person, whatever. And it just, it got to me at that point, especially, because I was going through my own stuff, where I'm like, okay, weight does matter. Yep. Which brings me to the next point about bullying and surrounding yourself, you know, with positive people that lift you up. There was always one person that I hung around with that, even at my skinniest, she always referred to me as a big girl. No. Yes. She always referred to me as a big girl. But in what context? Like, what would she say? Like, um... Like, if she was talking about a guy and I said the guy was huge, she'd be like, oh, he's into big girls, so he'll like you. Like, no. stuff like that. Or, like, if, um, like, I don't, there were songs, like, where the big girl's at and she would, like, always point to me. And, like, again, she's, I, 
it can go either way. I think that she thought that she was being supportive. <laughs> yeah. But, but I also, let's be clear about this. Uh-huh. Let's be transparent. Yeah. She was not tiny herself. No, she was not. But so that just goes to show me what I say all that to say, and that's not being degrading to her. I say all that to say is that that's an internal thing that's on her part. Right, right. But the best part is, is I, at that point, I didn't really consider myself being big anymore. Yeah, and then you look so, at yourself and you're like, wait a minute. So I'm like, why? And then looking back at pictures, I'm like, I wasn't even close to big. Like, my thighs were smaller than hers. At yeah, one yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it was yeah, crazy, yeah. and I'm just like, why do people do that? Why can't you... Have a genuine group of people that love and support you for all that you are. Yeah. And it does exist because I see people who have had the same friends for 20 years. My sister. And my brother. And and honestly, I envy those people around us and and our group. And I just feel like there was always fighting. There was always people putting the other one down. I mean, they want to say it was only me. I was was the only person that talked about everybody. (laughs) Just me. Just me. Just Deanna talked bad about everybody everybody else, but nobody else did it. Yeah. Um, And it just, it was a huge wake-up call for me because it's like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. And I'm sure as hell I'm never taking the blame again. Yeah, for sure. Because I chalked it up as a loss. I took the blame. Let everybody think I was the devil and the troublemaker yeah, and drama yeah. starter. But I will not do that again because... Plus, I mean, at that point, if people are already commenting on how you look for other reasons, like, you don't want to have it be that you have a big target on your back. So you just, like, kind of just accept whatever, however they treat you because at that point, is it worth it? Is it worth you saying, I'm not a troublemaker, whatever, whatever, just to have no, something else that to point, say? Yeah, because at that point, their minds are already made up and yeah. that's fine. But, you know, it just, bullying does exist. It yeah. never, it didn't happen to me as a kid, which is shocking because it, it's common in childhood. Mm-hmm. I got bullied as an adult. I got bullied by grown women. I got bullied in the workplace. What do you mean in the workplace? Explain um, that. When I worked at Mount Sinai, it was a very, our department was very important because our department handled the money. So... And the billing and all the stuff and the insurances. So we had a lot of work to do. There was never downtime. So it was very serious. And when I started, I really, Sabrina, mommy's got to work. And when I started, I would walk in and I'd be like, good morning. And she didn't like that. The supervisor was like, this bitch is too cheery for me. And then I remember specifically, I walked, because you know me how I feel about Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I walked in on on Halloween and I brought donuts for everybody. Okay. And I was just like, good morning, everyone. I just want to let you know there's donuts. And so everybody had started getting up. Oh, my God, saying thank you. And she was like, back to work, everybody. Like, she was just an evil bitch. And then one day, I, um, she had just said something so rude to me that I went, seriously what is your problem with me yeah yeah yeah. because you clearly don't like me and she was like how dare you speak to me like that if you have something you want to say you ask me to step aside and that you want to talk and i said so get up (laughs) yeah i I went so get up let's step aside and let's talk Uh and we did and we had this whole long talk and she was like all right you know and she apologized and she was like where do we move you know from here and i was like i don't want we don't have to like each other, but we have to respect each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it never changed. And then I had went to the director's office, and I was I was like, I just want to let you know. I said, you're a great boss. I said, but I am looking for another job. I said, I just want to give you a heads up, because the turnaround in that department was insane. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. were leaving and coming in because of her. She was yeah, like, impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was like, is there anything that I can do? Mm-hmm. He's like, because we don't want to lose you. You're a great worker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd be like, the only thing that would get me to stay, I know you can't do. Because yeah. that was the problem with my supervisor. 
she knew the job and she knew it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and nobody could take that away from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, the only way I would stay in this job is if you put me under another supervisor and I know you can't do that because the other supervisor was my friend. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. was the one who got me the job so it was a conflict of interest for mm -hmm. me to work under her. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually I just, I left and it makes me sad because I, I think honestly, I think I might have still been there and like moved up the ladder yeah, yeah, if it yeah, wasn't yeah. for her because I genuinely enjoyed the job mm -hmm. and I loved the people that I worked with mm -hmm. and it was right in Midtown. Yeah. I worked on 40, 41st between 2nd and 3rd. Yeah. It was, it was a good location. Exactly. It was so a wait, perfect So wait, so what did, but did she ever explicitly say it was because of how you looked or was it just a vibe that you got that was just... No, she, she told me that she felt that I didn't take things seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I don't need, she's probably going to admit it. She'll have a lawsuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but she couldn't take how, she couldn't take how quickly everybody loved me. Mm -hmm. Um, and she couldn't take that I came every day in every day with a smile. She couldn't take that yeah. I finished my work faster than I was supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She couldn't take that I would make conversation with the insurance agents. Yeah. Because I would. She couldn't take that I would speak to my patients on the phone and actually form relationships with them. Yeah. She wanted it to be strictly business, but that's not how that's not how I do things. Right. And right, that's right. not how I did the job well. Right. Um so, you know, I had to tread lightly when you call, you know, a celebrity and not sound like a fangirl, especially a lot of the people I would call are athletes, and you yeah. know how I feel about athletes. Oh, Shout out to DJ LeMayu. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to the silent assassin. Happy birthday to you. And feel better from COVID. Yes, please. <laughs> Even though he has no symptoms. <laughs> but no, he's, he's symptomatic. No, he's not. Louis Sessa is. All right. <laughs> Never Don't fuck mind. with my, my BFF. Never mind. Luke Ward is my husband and he's my BFF. Anyway, um, yeah, so obviously she never came out and said, I, I'm, I'm not nice to you because you're fat or because you're this. But um, she she did not, she had my number, or she thought she had my number planned out. And she didn't like how, how positive I was and how I made everybody laugh. And Do you think it was like because that. she was she wasn't okay with you being comfortable with who you are? Or do you think she was insecure? I think that she, oh, I think that she, anybody, listen, anybody who is, is mean to you is, is projecting their, we already spoke about this yeah, in another yeah, episode, yeah, they're yeah. projecting something yeah. onto you, whether yeah. it's insecurity, whether it's something they're bottling in and they're not speaking out about. Mm -hmm. She was a single woman mm -hmm. in her late forties. She mm -hmm. was not married. She had no mm -hmm. children. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that because of that, she was a workaholic. Yeah. And she only cared about her job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she didn't care to get to know her coworkers. Mm -hmm. She didn't care to get to know anybody on a personal level. And she probably um, wasn't happy with her life. And she probably was. wasn't happy with her life. Yeah. And in turn, you know, it's a lot easy. It's a lot easier to be good at your job when your job is your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you can even vouch for that because you love that your job is yeah, your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... But you're amazingly good at your job. But that goes to say, like, I, and that was another point I made in the other episode was, I'm happy, if you're genuinely happy with however your life is, whatever path it takes, that's when you're a genuinely good, positive person. Yes. If I had to dedicate my life to my job because I had nothing else, that would be a different story. Yeah. I dedicated my life to that because I enjoyed it. If I was a mom and that's what I wanted my path to be... I would enjoy my life for that reason too. Or if I was able to do both where I was a mom and a career woman, it just happens to be that that's my, that's my passion in life. This woman couldn't understand 
what I was like. She actually she made a comment to me once. What are you so happy about? I don't know, bitch. Maybe because I'm breathing another day. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah, it's definitely oh, inner, that's definitely inner issues that she had for sure. Yeah, but I think here. Okay, let's get to the next question then. Do you think when you go through something like that? you can be on a path to eventually love yourself. And what do you Absolutely. think it would, what do you think that would entail? And what do you think that would take for you to, I think you should answer that. <laughs> true. <laughs> Cause That's I said, true. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound cocky or anything, no. but I pretty much always did love myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I settled, I settled yeah. with, you know, the opposite sex because, I didn't think I was worthy of what I, you know, yeah. the men I was attracted to. But that's just one aspect of your life. Exactly. Yeah. But in terms of confidence and body image, I've it's always been there for me. I've always yeah. had it. You, right, you <laughs> have it. So, no size. Why, why? why don't you answer your own question? Miss um, A. <laughs> I think for me, it took a, a very, very long journey for me to get to the point where I actually was happy with myself consistently. Because obviously, there are times when you're going to be when you feel bad about yourself, when there are certain days that you feel good about yourself, it goes in waves. Yeah. For me, the negative definitely outweighed the positive by far. There were very few days where I felt good about myself. Um, but long story short, when I was in high school, I was an athlete and I played softball. So if you're familiar with softball bodies, I definitely had the stereotypical softball body, which is very stocky, thick on the bottom. Um, and it was cool for what it was. Like I had a boyfriend and whatever. And I, and I didn't really see, it's funny because in high school, I didn't see much of an issue with how I looked, but then I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't think that there was anything wrong with me, but then when I, I remember specifically, and this is going to be the conversation that we mentioned in the last one where I'm like, let's save this for the next talk. Uh -huh. Um, my ex who I was engaged to, his friends were like, his like best, best, best friends that he like, what, like grew up with that whatever, have a huge influence on his life, we're like, why are you with her? I fucking Like, I you could be that. with, you could be with such and such who was like this little tiny beautiful girl that used to play soccer, like whatever. He's like, this girl likes you. Why aren't you with her? Why are you with, with Jill? Jill? Yeah. And beyond that, it was interracial relationship. Yeah. So, and the other girl happened to be the same race that they were mm -hmm. and they were like it doesn't make sense as to why you're with this girl when you could do so much better right and luckily for me the guy I was with didn't pay attention to what he was saying right, you course. know what I mean yeah but I when I heard that it it got into my head of and course. after that so how can it not get into yeah and then you compare yourself to this other girl this other girl was one of those girls that you could tell have been thin their entire life. That's just how they're made up. God bless those yeah. women. She was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Gorgeous girl. Like, beautiful body. Athletic. Like, whatever. She had, she ticked all the boxes, too. You know what I mean? Like, I can understand who would be attracted to her because she was beautiful. But at the same time, I knew I wasn't that. Like, she and I just weren't comparable. Like, we weren't the right. same. So, that got in my head. So, that summer, when after that comment was made... That's when I was like, no, like I'm starting college. Like I'm going to put like a lot of effort into, you know, my, myself, my health, like all of that stuff. I took it to the extreme. I thought healthy at that point was cutting back on food and restricting and all that stuff. And at the time I considered that just to be a diet. I wasn't a vegan at the time. So my meals consisted of literally a salad with dry plain chicken on it like that's literally what I would eat every single day yeah. and I would run and in the park in Marine Park I'd go to Marine Park and run for two and a half hours it got to the point where I was going around the, the track three times like without without stopping every single day 
so in that summer, that was the summer I lost 40 pounds. And then it got to be a point where it became an addiction. Yeah. Where the, the scale was getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. And when I lost weight, people were positive. They were giving me compliments. So in my head, that was a good thing. You know what I mean? I was getting positive reinforcement for being less than what I used to be, you know, and people are like, Oh my God, you're so pretty now. Da, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Like it got to the point where I people my, think that they're giving compliments. Watch your fucking words. Yeah. You're so pretty now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wasn't pretty then. Yeah, exactly. Deanna. Oh my God. You're so thin now. Yeah. Oh, so it was a fat fuck. Yeah, before? exactly. Or like, Oh my God, like you look great. Like, like what happened? Yeah. To you? What happens? Like, I don't know. I fucking got sick and I got anorexia. That's what happened. Because that's what happened to me. And it's like, I didn't realize that I was sick until probably like two or three years after that where I was like, okay, this is getting to the point where I can't control it. Like, I would, every, my mind was consumed with how I looked every single day. Yeah. If I was, I could literally wake up day to day, not gain an ounce, but be like, oh my God, like I'm fat today. Yeah. You know what I mean? It played such a huge toll on my head that like it affected my relationships. It affected my, I had to take a semester off from school and like I had to get like a medical discharge from school. Honestly though, yeah. hats off to you for like, recognizing you had a problem yeah. and getting help. Yeah. I mean, it was, it. The, I mean, to be honest, like to call a spade a spade, I was in a deep depression up until I was like 26. And when I was 26, it got to the point where I literally did not leave my house for six months. Like literally did not leave my house because I was so ashamed of what I looked like because six months prior to that, I was in the gym literally twice a day, four hours a day. Like I would literally go in the morning and go at night. And I was at like, an ama I was in amazing shape, but I still felt like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And then something happened. Is that when you would work out with me? No, that was after when I was working out with that other girl in at New York Sports Club. Okay. And, um... Because you helped me a lot get in the shape that I was... Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. And it, that's another problem is that when you get into shape, there's a very thin line between healthy and, and like, obsessive. Yeah. And I got definitely got to an obsessive point, And then it got... It got so so bad that one time I was at the gym and I passed out. And because um, you weren't eating, yeah. And I passed out on the elliptical, and I was with a friend, a guy friend at the time. And he like literally had to carry me like up the stairs. They had to call oh, the wow. ambulance, and all the people that were there, like the workers, they saw me every single day. So yeah. they were like, "It's so crazy that you would pass out. You're like the most in shape so girl that's yeah. here. Like, like it's crazy." And I had to get like a doctor sign off that I was okay to work out again. Oh, so shit. when that happened, I had to take two weeks off from the gym. And then with me, one day off in the gym, I might as well have gained 40 pounds. You know what I mean? So yeah, gym, fitness, working out is such, it becomes an addiction. Absolutely. And it becomes so mental. Yeah. I mean, in good ways and bad. Yeah. But again, being addicted to the gym isn't always healthy No, either. it's not. And I say all that to say, those two weeks turn into six months. Where right. I wouldn't leave my house because prior to that I was this girl that was in shape, in the like gym, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden I became what I thought was like a like a loser couch potato. And six months passed and I didn't not once I missed my sister's college graduation. I didn't go to Easter. I didn't go to Mother's Day. Nothing. And this is all because you you didn't like how you yes. Went. And this is because I woke up and I thought I was fat every single day and I was embarrassed. I was ashamed of myself. So it was debilitating. Yeah, it got to the point where Mother's Day came around that year. My aunt, my godmother, came to my house. And I was by myself in my house. Everybody was at my grandma's house. My, my godmother left my grandma's house, came to my house, and was like, you need to get help. 
she snapped me like she like yeah. gave me a wake up call a week later my mom had begged me for a long time at that point to get help and I was just like no I, I just didn't want it right. so it got to the point where my mom was like can you please do something about it and then when my aunt came my my godmother came something clicked for me and I was like I, I need help yeah. I can't do this forever I'm throwing my life away like mm -hmm. I'm so much more than this like I can't literally sit there for and it's funny because this is when I got into doing a lot of the Yankee stuff a lot of the the baseball like mm -hmm. analytics I'm spinning over analytics and broadcasting was because all I would do is sit there and watch baseball all day long yeah. so like, I got into it anyway I digress so with that I finally was like, okay, you know what, mom, I need help. So she called, um, my mom was doing all this research on like inpatient treatments and like all this stuff, which is where you go to a residency and you live there for an, like a, a amount of time and you go to therapy there. So I finally just like succumbed and I was like, you know what, I'll do it. Like I need help. Like I'm hurting everyone around me. It was just really bad. Yeah. So within, usually that process takes like two months for them to get you like enrolled. My situation was so bad. They called me the next day and was like, you're coming in like as soon as possible oh, and wow. within a week I was in Pennsylvania in a treatment facility at Renfrew Ren shout out to Renfrew and I was there for four weeks and that was and it was intense therapy you mm -hmm. had therapy multiple times a day right. um it was Sabrina's proud of you <laughs> yay thank you girl it was specifically for women and there were girls there that were seven years old there were yeah, girls there that were seven years old up until 70 years old well here's the problem with today's world I think so let's let's take me for example who some people might look at me and be like she's fucking obese or some people might look at me and be like Deanna looks good like yeah, especially yeah, yeah. if they know where I came from yeah, you know yeah, and yeah. how heavy I, I once was but there's people out there that instead of saying like good for her she's happy and she's content and she worked hard to get where she is there's people who will look at me and it will put me down for being confident yeah, and course. being like why are you yeah why, why are you confident you're yeah. a fat slob and yeah. and that's what's wrong with the world yeah because and people also don't know where you've come from they don't know if you have medical issues they don't know quote unquote why you look the way that you look or whatever right. not that it's any of their business but people look at me and think that I'm fat skinny well, and everything well that's why there's a fine line between being confident mm -hmm. loving your body and just being unhealthy yeah which um I think you had brought to my attention this model yeah right Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday. Yeah. I mean I didn't know who she was so when you showed me a picture I immediately yeah. felt uncomfortable yeah because what the backstory to that is is there a limit as to when you are too okay with how you look where you're unhealthy? And Right, it's affecting your life. Yeah, and, and it's being celebrated. And, you know, I was excited to see what this girl looked like because I, I heard she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated and me being a, 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 a thicker female, yeah. I, I want to see what she looked like because I'm obsessed with Ashley Graham. I think yeah. she's stunning. Yeah. I think her body is perfect. If God said, Deanna, pick a body, I'd pick hers. Like, yeah. I just, I love it. Um, it's, it's fit, it's thick, it's sexy. Yeah. But when you showed me the picture of Tess Holiday, I immediately felt uncomfortable because I'm like, she doesn't even look like she can walk across the street. Yeah, she's to me, I feel, medically speaking, she's morbidly obese. Oh, a thousand percent. And it gets to the point where I'm all for all, you know, all body types being accepted and I don't think, feel like it should be judgmental. Like, I don't feel like people should be judged or whatever if that's how they choose to live their life. But I think it can be negative and both ways where you're super skinny or super heavy because girls females especially are looking at you and saying she's on the cover of cosmopolitan so, so it's okay for it's okay me. if i look like yeah that. or right. i could I, look she's bigger than i am you know what i mean yep. so and th they're ignoring things that shouldn't be ignored like health issues yeah. and i think and again same way 
vice versa. When, you know, Kate Moss was a big, was a big deal. She was, they call it like waif, waif-like. And she was super, super skinny. Yeah. So she was severely underweight. And there were girls that would aspire to be like that too. Equally unhealthy. You know, I also think these women might have body dysmorphia. Yeah. Maybe they I, have, I was diagnosed I know, I know. That's why I'm talking about yeah. it. I think that maybe they these women do look in the mirror and they don't see what we see. Yeah. Because that's the only thing I can think of as to why they act like that. And I think, um, you know the, what's, what's her, I don't know her last name. You know the, the trainer from The Biggest Loser, her name is Jillian? Yeah, Jillian Michaels. Oh, okay, this, she, she was under a lot of heat because she was, right. she said something about Lizzo. And she yeah. was like, I don't understand why we're promoting this mm -hmm. this obesity because yeah. it's not healthy. Yeah. Yes, it's amazing to love yourself and love your body, yeah. but... You're promoting an you're promoting an unhealthy way of right, life, right? Right. And that I do agree with. Yes, you I know do. because just because Lizzo is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So talented as fuck. Yeah, yeah, talented as fuck. I love her music. Um, I actually really like her personality. Like, yeah, I think for we sure. Would, I think we would be friends. Yeah, I think absolutely. we'd hit it off as friends. Tess Holiday is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but morbidly obese. Yeah. Yes, morbidly yeah. obese and you're promoting the obesity. Right. And I feel like you have to be realistic in the sense of it being everybody's different. Literally everybody is different. So what might be okay for like a 200 pound person on a 5 foot 2 frame might not be okay for you and what's funny is, on a 5 foot 2 frame. I remember when I was when I was at my skinniest I would ask people to guess my weight. Because I just wanted to prove. Like a carnival game? Yeah. No, I, just, I just wanted to prove yeah. that People look, everybody's weight is healthy mm -hmm. at its own. I mean, everybody has a healthy weight for themselves. Yes, my weight, I'll tell you right now, mm -hmm. my weight where I had to really push myself to get past, I plateau mm -hmm. at 140 pounds. Okay. And I'm five foot seven. If I tell you mine, you're going to die. What is that? 180 pounds. See, that doesn't surprise me that. Right. So yes. at 180, I remember when I met my husband, I was my skinniest. Mm -hmm. I was 178 pounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would ask people, I mean, close people. I wouldn't stop people on the street. <laughs> That's my weight for $10 for a $10 raffle. No, I would ask like my, my friends and I'd yeah. be like, guess what? I, and every single person guessed 150 or 150. Yeah. And I was like, See, you don't know. Yeah, it's how you like carry that's it. that's my body at a healthy weight. Yeah. I really can't get lower than that. Right, and it's funny that you said that because I literally yesterday saw mm -hmm. a pic, and I've seen it so many times in the past, where they measured girls that were 140 pounds, yeah. and they're all at different heights, and they each carried their 140 pounds differently. So different. Yep. So different. Where you would look at one of them and be like, that girl has to be like even 170. I t I I top the scales at a whopping 270 pounds. Yeah. Even when I was 270, people would be like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I remember the doctor, the nurses at the doctor's office would be like, can you get off? Let me weigh you again. Yeah, yeah, Like, when yeah, I was yeah, doing, yeah, like, because yeah. you had to weigh yourself every six, um, yeah. once a month for six months yeah. to get approved for the weight loss surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember when they were weighing me, they'd be like, what? Like, I don't mean to be unprofessional, but, like, you do not look that Like, way. you carry your weight well. Yes, yes. And, and I would not, be like, And that's the problem, you. too, though, because... Yeah. For me, you don't realize how happy no, you are. Or how thin you are. Yeah. Because for me, like, for example, for me, my lowest I ever was was 115. Wow. And for me, that's crazy. Because like I said, yeah. my natural weight, I would say, is 140. Because the way my body is set up, one, I'm, I've always been more muscular than anything else. Mm -hmm. And I always had thick legs and a thick butt. Oh, so for me, Yeah. So for me, my body type is like a pear shape. Smaller on top, bigger on the bottom. Always. Yeah. So for me, like, if I gain a few pounds, it goes to my ass. Like, you don't really, you can't really tell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when I was 115 pounds, it was all lower body weight. So right. I was, like, super skinny. Like, Real to the point where my ex-boyfriend literally 
would put his hands around my waist and he could touch his fingers wow. like from his hands being around my waist and I remember what actually like kind of put it into perspective to me was I remember one day I was in the bathroom and I was putting my hair up so my hands were above my head uh-huh. and I was wearing like a sports bra and my sister walked past me now my sister has never weighed more than 108 pounds in her life but my yeah. sister's always been super she's healthy she's tiny but yeah, yeah. She does, but she doesn't look like unhealthy no no because that's her right. that's naturally her like that's what she's very petite she wears yeah. like a size like five shoe like she's yeah. a tiny girl right, she's tiny so for me I remember I was putting up my hair and my ribs were like completely showing like totally like protruding out from my body my sister literally stopped there looked at me her face turned white as a ghost and she was like holy shit like you're sick yeah like there's something wrong and to me I remember looking in the mirror and thinking I was fat wow and yeah. I was like skeletally small what about when you look at pictures that there's, there's this picture I it came up in my Facebook memories where I was like I felt fat that night yeah 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 and I look back and I'm like that I felt fat. I wish I was that fat. I wish I was that fat. Yeah, yeah, now. Again, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. just the mind is a crazy thing, and that's why your mind has to be in the right place no matter what you do in life. And that's why self-esteem is so important. Yeah. And that's and why you have to surround you. You have to be in a relationship with somebody who yes. builds into your self-esteem. You have. To, I think that's also why I was always able to maintain it to a consistent level because I was raised in a household where my father always, he always complimented me, would always tell me I'm beautiful. He was a very confident man. Oh, um, your father is the most yeah, confident man. He, he, Frank Sinatra over here. He, he probably like, invented the word confident um and then I married a man who who is really into my physical appearance so that. that helps my confidence yeah. as well I confidence as yeah, well I, I was the opposite I dated even when I moved to LA my last long term knock it off kid <laughs> pipe down when I when I first got into like my when I first got into my unhealthy behavior, I was with somebody that was super into fitness. So we'd go to the gym. He pushed me. I remember one day I was running on the treadmill. He came over to me and was on an incline. And he went over. He went. He goes, you're not high enough and you're not fast enough. So, like, literally he pushed me, like, like crazy. You know what I mean? And it was. I would come home. I remember I went on a trip to Florida, right, for my birthday. I came home. It was five days later. He looked at me. He goes, like, he looks me up and down. He goes, you lost three pounds. I said, excuse me? He goes, you lost three pounds. What sure a fucking sick the fucking psychopath. I got on that scale. I lost three pounds. Psycho fucking crazy. Crazy. dick. Cocksucker <laughs> fucking asshole. Nutcase. Frick nutcase. Nutcase. And he wasn't even, and this is well, the person that you know who's not even attractive. Do you remember when I had lost the weight the first time and I, I got, um, I was getting a tummy tuck? Yeah. I had all the sagging. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I had lost, I had lost 90 pounds. Here, let's, let's mm -hmm. just backtrack that for a second because I think it's important to talk about your weight loss journey too. Yes. When you got the lap band, how fast was it that you lost? Uh, a large amount of weight. I was I was sixty five pounds down within six months, which is a lot of the lapping. Yeah. Um. So I had in high school, I had lost ninety pounds naturally on Weight Watchers. Right. Um, that's when my skin was sagging, and I would like cry in the mirror because I would be like, "I'm a young girl," and it's unfortunate that heavier people yeah. have to go through this journey and work this hard yeah. to lose all this weight, and, and then they're left. Like this. Yes, and then they're left with. You're tired, mama. With sagging skin. And then they're skin. left with sagging skin. Mm -hmm. So I would cry in the mirror, and my parents were 
divorcing at the time and they were selling the house. Yeah. So my selfless, again, going back to people that are selfish and selfless, uh -huh. my selfless mom took money from the house and paid for me to get a tummy That's tummy. amazing. Right. Shout out to your mom, by the way, who looks amazing. when she, You put her on your Insta story the other day. Yeah. I swear to God, I opened that store. I thought it was you. Yeah. I was like, no, I was so, like, wait a minute. That is not. That's it's so funny. Up. It's so funny because when I was young, like when I was younger, everyone was like, you're a clone of your dad. But as I'm getting older, oh, I totally look like my mom. Same. And I'm, I, I'm mad No, her. she's gorgeous. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Lucia. Shout out to uh, you, girl. She, um, so, right, so my mom paid for me to have a tummy tuck and I remembered Moms the, the love of my life from high school who will remain nameless. <laughs> Fucking mother. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> he was like, I can't really say this out loud, but I'm gonna. Let's just say after your surgery, you may or may not have a boyfriend waiting for you. Ew! Like implying that I'll be good enough Ew. after my stomach is That happened to me with when I had braces. Somebody came up to me and was like, oh, oh give, me, give me a call when you get those how braces did, off. How did I take your fucking dick and balls <laughs> and I shred them with my braces? How does that fucking sound? Because I, I had adult braces. Yeah. So I know. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to fucking wage for you. I know. My, my, yeah, your phone's going to be the first one to ring yep. when I get these So then, off. So 90 pounds on Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. Then I had put the weight on super fast because I thought that I can go back to, I thought that I would be able to maintain my weight, mm -hmm. but I couldn't. Yeah. I'm just, I'm Which just a mind fuck yeah. in itself. I'm just that person that's gonna have to watch what goes into my mouth my whole life. Same. I could smell a piece of food yeah. and gain weight. So. so I had gotten to a point where I was just really heavy and I couldn't get control over it. So mm -hmm. a friend of mine actually that I met on spring break, um, she had had the surgery and she looked amazing. Mm -hmm. So she had told me everything I needed to do. She referred a surgeon to me and I started that that journey. Mm -hmm. I got lap band in so January. Yep. Why did you choose lap band over gastric? Um, it was recommended medically because okay. of my age. Okay. So and I think that's important to talk about it's, because it's very there important. are alternatives. It's very important because gastric bypass is just, it's more invasive. My it's aunt more, had gastric bypass. It's more, my aunt as well. Mm -hmm. But my aunt had it in her 40s. Yeah, so it's did different, my, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, same. So I was, I was young. I was, how old, when did I have that? Surgery? You were 24 or 25. No, I had. Tw no, it was 2009. It was 2009. Yes, January 29. Yeah, 2009. Yep, you're right. Okay. Yeah. So I decided to so go to the lap. Yeah, decided to go to the lap in, and I lost 110 pounds. Amazing. Fast. Yeah. Amazing. But then, years later down the road, I started to notice that I was consistently getting sick. Yeah. Where sick? Okay, so sick with the lap in, it basically means you feel a tight, tight, tight pain on your chest, mm -hmm. and you don't feel better until you puke. Okay. And now I would become a professional puker, yeah. and what does that do? That's not good. I was a professional puker. So I right, which so is terrible, by the way. What happened was I. Uh, the reason I got sick again, because this is just what happens. I looked down at the scale and I saw one. 75. Mm -hmm. My goal weight was always 165. Mm -hmm. So you, what happens when you see 175? You say, I can be 165. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way the lap in worked is that you can eat whatever you wanted if the band wasn't tight. Okay. So you would have to go for these mini procedures. It was like a two-second thing where they would adjust the band, which would make it tight around your esophagus okay. so that you got full faster. Right, right, right. So when I saw that I was 175, I told the doctor that I wanted another adjustment. He did not recommend it. He said I looked amazing. I was at a nice, healthy weight. Yeah. I wanted it. Uh-huh. After that adjustment, I kept getting sick. Mm. And it was... Consistent, 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 yeah. consistent. So after I had got sick and I was puking a lot, he recommended me taking out the fluid mm -hmm. and just giving my body a break for about mm -hmm. a month. What happened that month? 
I put on a massive amount of weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I immediately went back to get adjustments after that. Every time after that I tried to get an adjustment, it was just never, ever the same. Okay. I had put on almost more than half of what I gained. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, this really sucks. Like, I worked so hard, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's just the weight is just, it's just piling back on. Mm -hmm. So... I had, when I started working at Maimonides, I decided I wanted to have my band removed. Okay. I didn't like that I had a foreign object in my body that I wasn't using. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I tried to get it removed. The surgeon suggested, because I had such a problem with weight, he said, let me try and give you one more adjustment, Mm -hmm. and let's see what happens. Okay. How old are you here? When I started Maimonides. So, I started Maimonides in 2014. Okay. So, I got sick. I just didn't feel right. It wasn't working. It wasn't really, you know. So this surgeon sat me down and he said, I'm going to explain to you what's probably happening. Often what we see with the band is your body starts to reject it. Okay. It is a foreign object, mm-hmm. so your body starts to reject it. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive that's what's happening with you. I said, all right, I want it out. Take mm-hmm. it out. He said, I would not be as good at what I do if I let you take that band out. Mm-hmm. He said, so because I'm already in there, I'm going to recommend me doing another weight loss surgery Mm -hmm. because I'm looking at the numbers and I'm looking how fast you put weight back on Mm -hmm. and I don't feel comfortable taking this out Mm -hmm. without doing something else because you have Uh, a history of of severe weight gain and obesity. Mm -hmm. So I trusted him and that's when he explained to me what the sleeve was. And it's funny because my friend who I got the lap in because of her, the same thing happened to her. Mm -hmm. She had it casually with her band. It had to be removed and they did the sleeve on her. So that's what I did, and I just remember being like, when I got the sleeve, I, it was amazing, because I was at Maimonides, and I worked at that hospital, so they treated me like royalty, yeah, 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 oh my yeah, god, yeah. they were so fucking amazing. I remember being on the table, and looking at the, the anesthesiologist, and being like, don't kill me, I'm getting married this year. <laughs> They're like, I got you, don't even worry about it. And it was just so amazing, and I remember when I was healing with the recovery process of the sleeve, I was like, I should have did this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is how you're supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Everything about the sleeve surgery was more natural. Mm-hmm. The way you lost the weight, because even though it came off, it came off much slower yeah, which and better. much healthier. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so you are so tired, Mommy. I'm going to put you down for a nap in a minute. Um, but I remember this is how you're supposed to feel. Like I, When you have the band... You feel full in your chest. Mm-hmm. That can't be normal. Oh, that's the word. When you feel full with the sleeve, you feel full in your gut. Mm-hmm. Alexa, I'm not talking to you, bitch. <laughs> so she's just so randomly talking. Um, so I just remember being like, "This is how you're supposed to feel." Yeah. And it's been amazing ever since. I wouldn't say I um I lose. Uh, you know, I lost about 65 pounds total with the sleeve, mm-hmm. but that's to be expected because I wasn't as heavier as I was when I had the. Yeah, pain. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say that it keeps me pretty level. Yeah, yeah. I don't put on a massive amount of weight, but I also don't lose a massive amount of weight mm-hmm. either. I've been at a very, very comfortable weight for about five years. Yeah, now. yeah. I can't, I don't really get much more, I don't really get much heavier, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm still at a happy weight, and yeah. I'm still at a confident weight, and I'm still, you know. When you, when you got pregnant, was there any effect on it? Was there anything that the watch out nope. for with that? Nope. I, I mean, it was fine. My weight. I mean, I. I mean, your appetite is bigger when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the sleeve, you can only eat a certain amount. Yeah. So I never, I never felt deprived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, but weight loss surgery is a big deal for food addicts yeah, and yeah. for people who are addicted to food yeah. because if you're not ready to say goodbye to food, I don't eat. I used to live to eat. Mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore because yeah. you can't. Yeah. I eat to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I there's plenty of times my husband and I go on date night and we go to these fancy restaurants and the food is fucking amazing. And in my head, mm -hmm. I want to finish the plate, yeah. but I can't. Right. I physically can't. Right. And even, it's it's normal. Your body keeps trying to eat, mm -hmm. but the sleeve won't let you do that. Yeah. And people like me who have a history of morbid obesity, mm -hmm. that's why it's amazing because it doesn't let you, it doesn't let your mind give into your body. Right. Which is important because your your mind is so, it's such a strong force in your life that your mind can literally control. Like for me, when I was in my really bad stages, I remember the reason why I had to take a semester off from school was I would sit there and clap and like not to be a, braggadocious or whatever but i was like braggadocious <laughs> super califragilistic actually braggadocious <laughs> julia do again um for me i was like an amazing student in college i had like a 39 gpa like i was jeans list yeah we talked about this you were a fucking nerd and i was sitting in junior year i was sitting in my and i couldn't concentrate for shit I couldn't concentrate for shit. Like, I would sit there and all I would think about was food. Like, yeah. not even food, like, in a way, like, I'm hungry. It was a matter of being, like, I had carrots this morning. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Or how much, how long do I have to work out before I could burn that oh, off? Oh, wow. And that was so consuming. That's crippling. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't, I literally couldn't think of anything else. See, I just wanted to finally, I wanted to fit in in a world where I felt like I didn't belong. Yeah. That See, it was never, like... I'm addicted to food. I have to stop eating. Mm -hmm. I just, oh, I wanted to look how I felt. Yeah. That and that sense. sounds sick. No. Because that, like, I, I always felt like I was a size six mm -hmm. and I was pretty and I loved clothes mm -hmm. and look, but I never looked the way I felt. Right. So right, I right. finally wanted to, I wanted how I felt about myself to match how I look. Yeah. And for me, it was, I wanted to have control over my thoughts and I didn't have control over my thoughts. And when you're, going to inner inner monologue when yeah. your mind is literally telling you something and it's you literally look in the mirror and and you know like what you're seeing is not real you know what i mean like right. you know what you're seeing is not real and and you're you're conscious enough to understand that that's it's a, a farce but your brain is telling you that you're fat that you're ugly that you're yeah. overweight that you're not desirable that you have love handles that you have this that you have a pouch blah 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 and you, it's like your mind is battling itself. It's like, you know, one side of you knows it's all bullshit. The other side of you literally can't convince itself that what it's seeing is not really what it is. Yeah. Like you're literally seeing a version of yourself that does not exist. Yeah. And it's like, that's so crazy to me because like you said before, I'll look at pictures now when I was like really thin and I didn't really take pictures back then when I was like super thin either yeah. because I was I didn't think I was skinny I thought right. I was like heavy and I was embarrassed so like back then like I remember I had ran into you like when you and I was like Jill oh my god you you lost a shit ton of weight yeah. you're like no I didn't you know when that was you what? were getting my driver's license from me Really? Yeah, you were borrowing my driver's license because I turned 21 before you oh, did. Oh, you came I by did. my Yeah, okay. you came by my house to pick it up and I gave it to you. And I was like, oh my God, like you, like I was trying to compliment yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, you lost an obscene mm -hmm. amount of weight, like good yeah, for you. And yeah. you were like, no, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, whoa. But meanwhile, I did because right. my clothes were literally hanging off of, of me. Course. Like I had to buy all new clothes. And But even so, I remember thinking like, okay, back in the day, but at that time, Abercrombie was really big. Yeah, and Abercrombie used to cut clothes so. Oh, I please! I walked right by that store. Yeah, like it was not cut for people, and and they didn't 
use fabrics that were like stretchy or whatever. Right. So I remember being a size five in Abercrombie. And I was like, I need to be a size three in Abercrombie. Mm -hmm. And that's insane. Like size three in Abercrombie is literally like size zero in like oh, every other like, yeah. place. And I, like I said, I always had ass, always had hips, always had thighs, like whatever. So for me, that's not my company. That's not my brand. Like not to mention they're problematic, but back then, like I, somebody with my body type, should not have even been looking at Abercrombie because they didn't make clothes for my body type. But, like, I was such a slave to the number. Yeah. I was a size 5 in Abercrombie, which is, like, a size, like, probably 2 in regular clothes. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no. Like, this is not okay. You know what I mean? No, and looking back now, I'm like, what was... I know what was wrong with me. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't realize how bad it actually got. And I always have to live with that in the back of my head as something that I have to check myself. Because one thing I'm going to tell you... Check yourself before, before you wreck yourself. yourself. Absolutely. Because... And that is true. Check it up for you. Yeah, no, because, it really is very accurate. Right. Because um, with anything with an addiction, whether it's weight loss or mm -hmm. exercise or bulimia or whatever, you have to understand. Yeah, you have to understand that you're always in recovery. You're never recovered. Yep. And if you're not admitting to that and if you're not aware of that, you're going to succumb to it sooner or later. Yep. You have to remind yourself every day you have decisions to make. Every day you have to be on the path of being healthy. Yeah. Myself included. There are certain days, especially when I was in LA, like, there are certain days where I'd be like, it'd be 6 o'clock at night, and I'd be like, I haven't eaten anything yep. today. And it's something that you have to literally keep. So it's like, you have to actively tell yourself, Jill, yeah. you have to eat. And it's hard when it's food, because you have to eat to survive. It's not like mm -hmm. drugs or alcohol where you could just Stop. eliminate it from your mm -hmm. from your from your life you yep. know what I mean so I feel like food addiction is really difficult yeah because you have to figure out how to have a healthy relationship with it mm -hmm. and you have to figure out how to coexist with something that literally can kill you because yeah. of your chemical imbalance and it's so hard for people to understand that because they look at you and be like okay so don't eat okay so then just eat more it's like it's yeah. not eat a sandwich like that's not how it works yeah because all my friends like if we would have vacations and stuff mm -hmm. like I remember when we went to Vegas every single one of us of them were on crash diets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. couldn't do those. No way. No I way. I couldn't do those diets. No they way. didn't work for me. No, they weren't not only that. For me, I couldn't do it because it gets so obsessive to me. And yeah. I and like I'm literally I have to remind myself I'm like one crash diet away from like dying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it may or may not be true, but for me, it's like I can't bring myself to the point where I allow myself to possibly spiral out of control again. So for me, on top of everyday things I have to stress out about. This is something that's always in the back of my head. So it's hard, and I'm sure you can agree. It's hard when you go through something like this and self-esteem issues, too, that you already have enough shit to deal with on your daily life. And then you have this in the back of your head that you have to be aware of. And it's like you want nothing more than to not have to think about it, but you have to think the about it. The hardest thing for me were, was to see all my friends be able to eat whatever they wanted, whenever yeah. they wanted. Yeah. I could That's my sister and like, my brother. Like, I was over here... A 17-year-old girl on Weight Watchers yeah. when all of my friends were at the diner ordering milkshakes. Yeah, yeah, I guess And I'm that. over there counting out my french fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it became the norm for me. Yeah. Um, but then it reached a point where I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And that's when I put on all the weight. Yeah. I think for me now, I'm a vegan by choice. Like, I've chosen to be a vegan because that's what my lifestyle, that's what I feel good being. I yep. feel good. My body feels good. I don't get stomach aches all the mm -hmm. time. I just get stomach aches all the time. Um... I just feel the best physically and energetically as a vegan. So for me, because that has its own lifestyle, it's easy for me to kind of like conform to that and stick to that or whatever. But if I was not that's a vegan... That's awesome. 
And if I wasn't a vegan, honestly, I don't know if it would be that easy for me. Right. Because it's easy to... to there's so many restrictions yeah, as it is as yeah. a vegan that... Like, even Jill comes over to my house to record the podcast, and I always offer her something, but I don't yeah. know anything about being well, a vegan, so I feel like I always well, offer her stuff she can't have, and I feel so bad, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what to offer her. Yeah, and that's why people feel weird about me. Like, I've been, like, the last guy that, like, I was hooking up with, whatever, I would go to his house, like, multiple times, and never once did I ever eat anything, because, like, I always feel like I'm... Like, it's too much work. You know what I mean? Like, my fridge is stocked with vegan stuff because I'm a vegan. But, like, short of, like, fruit or vegetables, people typically have, like, dairy or eggs or something with eggs in it. So it's hard for people to just, like, be like, oh, I have this and be like, oh, I can't have that. And then I feel rude being like, oh, I can't eat that. Like, don't worry, Joe. When our podcast takes off, we're going to have an office with a recording studio. <laughs> we're going to have, have, <laughs> have Weight Watcher fridge and, pa and pantry and a vegan fridge and pantry. I love it. Goals. So, yeah, but that's the point. And it's like because it's my lifestyle and I choose to have this lifestyle. But it's also made it very easy for me to kind of like stay on the straight and narrow. You know what I mean? And like it, it, if it takes – and that's why people – People kind of sometimes don't understand why I'm a vegan, and there are other reasons why, but it takes all of that stress off my brain. You know brain. what? Fuck people. That's, and that's what the whole point of this is. Fuck what people think. If you're happy with how you look, if you're happy with yep. who you are, that should be all that matters. As long as it's not debilitating your health. Yeah, and fuck people that are going to judge you off of how you look. Like, my last, the last dude I was with, like, literally told me that I had self-esteem issues, and that... If I posted a picture, like a throwback. Mind you, he had old fucking bulls. He was 92 <laughs> years old. He talked like a fucking douche face. <laughs> Don't get me started on him because I will fucking, yeah. I will fucking lose my <laughs> shit. <laughs> I hate him. But, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. And, but and point, I don't even know him. Yeah, I never met him. Yeah. Him. You're you're not missing out on much. But the point of that is, is that, like, you would try to tell me that I'm insecure because I post, like, a, a TBT, and it would be, you know, maybe 10, 15 pounds ago, and it was like, oh, you must not be comfortable with what you look like now because you're feeling yeah, How about you go fuck yourself? Yeah. And I'm just like, how about just because I wanted to post a picture on a Thursday? How about that? Like, that's not a possibility. And also, like... If you're not proud to be with me, then don't fucking be with me. Like, what you see is what you get. If you're not happy with this, it'll be what up to What you me. see is what you get. You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Sorry. If I want to be 10 pounds lighter, I'm going to be 10 pounds lighter. If I want to be 10 pounds heavier, I'll be... And honestly, it's fucking quarantine. Like, there's a real thing called quarantine. So when I went to the... When I went to the... When I read to the thyroid doctor um, for my follow-up, when they finally reopened... They, they weigh you of because, uh, you know, a, a very, very dangerous symptom of hypothyroidism is extreme weight loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, which is funny because I was, I always had to be worried about gaining weight, yeah, not yeah, losing yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Um, and I went on the scale and I was up a few pounds and I was like, the doctor walked in and I was like, that's not cool. He was like, would you relax? He goes, yeah. do you see how many people are in my exam rooms? I said, yes. He goes... Would you believe me if I told you every single one of those patients are up 15 pounds or more? It's quarantine. quarantine. He's like, go easy on yourself. It's true. And I was like, all right, that's yeah. fine. It's true, though. And it's just like one of those things where, like, you're, no matter who you are, your lifestyle. I knew people that were in the gym, like, heavy before quarantine. And they definitely gained weight since then. But guess what? You can lose it, too. Like, that's the miracle of the body is that you can lose weight if you want. You can gain weight if you want. You can gain muscle. You could be, you can mold your body to be whatever it is you want it to be. And other people's opinions of you should not be the deciding factor for whether or not you want to be 
skinny, fat, athletic, toned, whatever it is that you want to be, like, let that be it. Don't let other people, like, make you be a slave to a scale. And I'm a slave I love Brittany. Ugh. But anyway, like, for me, with therapy, like, when I was at my psychiatrist, not my psychologist, but my psychiatrist, he would want to weigh me so that he knew what to give me for dosages and stuff like that. Right. And I said, as part of my therapy, I can't get on a scale. Okay. I said, that's just, for me, like, I can't do it because it becomes... I don't want to trigger myself. Right. I'm not triggered easily, but with something like a scale, like, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to be a slave to a number. So I told him that. I was like, look, honestly, like, my other therapist, and since I was in therapy, have always told me, don't give a shit about what a scale says. You know what I mean? Because It's that so true, because you, me specifically, I always lose inches before I lose pounds. Yeah. It's so crazy. And it's true. And you could be the same exact weight, but look totally different. Yep. So I, and I just, you know, gently reminded him, you know, that's, something I can't do and he was just like oh right no problem you know what I mean yeah and for me that's something I know I have to avoid because I'm not triggered easily but that is something that may or may not trigger me and I'd rather just avoid that at all yep though. so just don't do it that's it exactly problem solved moral of the story is fuck with yourself heavy yeah and then if you're putting that out there that you're a good person and that you're proud of who you are and you're and you're proud to look the way that you do I honestly think the energy I call I call it the universe has ears because the universe hears you the universe gets that vibe from a you thousand percent. and it sends you everything you need and everything you want and it surrounds you with that same energy and I feel like if everybody took a page from that book and did the same thing the world would be a much better place and I feel like people can coexist and not be so judgmental and not lead people to have eating disorders or suicidal thoughts yeah. or whatever the case is just because you're what does it matter if I'm heavy or skinny to you what what effect does that have on your life I know it's, it, it's a real problem, and that's why I hate social media. Because that's, people are able to be bullies easily. Yeah. Because they don't have to say it to your face, and that's it. No, they hide behind a fucking screen. Yeah, it's that's keyboard just, warriors, and yeah. that's another if, if you don't have another skin, If you don't have thick, thick skin in this generation, you're in big trouble. Yeah, for sure. Big, big trouble. And that's because you're not going to be able to pop somebody in the face like you used to be yeah, able to do. Exactly. You know? 100%. Um, but yeah, like it, there's a level of audacity... That comes on when it comes to... <laughs> She's looking right at the fucking camera. <laughs> there's a level of audacity when it comes to social media. And there's a level of bravery, bullshit bravery, that comes with hiding behind a computer screen. Yep. And you need to toughen up your skin and understand, you're probably never going to see these people in your life. Who gives a fuck what they think? And if they, and if it bothers you, block and delete. Yep. Block and delete. And That's honestly, it. who cares? You're not weaker because That's of a it. huge reason I, I like won't put my Instagram on public oh, and I know I'm eventually going to have to yeah. especially when we get more you know listeners but you know I, I don't feel like I don't feel like dealing with the negative comments that yeah. are going to come because even even if you are even if you go through the comments of the supermodels there's always something oh, saying yeah. something. like there's I'm convinced there's people who get paid to like be haters deg degrade yeah like yeah. anyone people yeah and it's, it's sad but that's how it is because people have nothing better especially now with quarantine there's nothing better to do with their time mm -hmm. and they are just gonna hate on other people because they get they get shits and giggles out of that i don't know what it does for them but i've never wasted a moment of my life to go on somebody else's shit and and judge them i just don't for me it doesn't do anything for me i have too many other things even when i have nothing to do i well, don't have the time for that so for me it's kind of like that's never been fulfilling to me but i also have other shit going on in my life right that's how life works. But, like, the whole point of this is 
be happy with yourself. Yep. Check in with yourself. Know the, know the signs of there being, you know, when you cross that line into being healthy and, and self-aware and body positive to being unhealthy right. and having it be that issues are arising and there are signs there and right. I think that if anybody can get anything from what you or I just said and the st the, short, the stories that we just shared, shared yeah. is super important because I didn't have somebody to tell me this back in the day I didn't have that dialogue I didn't have anybody telling me you know the the real fucked up shit that you go through in your head when it comes to stuff like this it could have maybe saved me 10 and a, 10 almost 12 years yep. of an eating disorder yep. and if people don't like your self-esteem mm -hmm. and the fact that you have self-confidence then you're gonna have to tell them to go fuck themselves and, and get rid of them yeah and they definitely it's, it's not gonna work it's just not gonna yeah. work if you have people around that don't support you and don't lift you up they can't be in your life no nope. especially if you have struggles nope because so see ya. Yeah, you have to be that goes back to being selfish. That's one thing you need yeah. to be selfish about. Your your energy and Yeah, energy I said it before. That's the with. one that is the one thing and listen, people may disagree and think mm -hmm. that I'm selfish about other things, but that is the one thing I admit to being selfish about is what I have to do for my mental health mm -hmm. and I'm not changing that for anybody. I agree with you. And right. I think that's amazing that you came to that conclusion. I think it's amazing that you stand by your convictions and you're not gonna give into that. And if they don't understand it, then they're not your friends. That's what you have to remind yourself. If people don't understand You that, are not my friend. <laughs> I was wondering where I was don't going. fuck with you. <laughs> I used to work with this girl at um, a doctor's office. Mm -hmm. And her and I used to sing all day long. Mm -hmm. That's just what we did. And we used to change the words. And her and I came up with that. That's amazing. Yep. Wow. So that's my song. I will leave you guys on that note with that song. Spread it like wildfire. Yes. Sing it through the rooftops. I'll sing it again once more for you. You are not my friend. I won't fuck with you. <laughs> also, I have an assignment for everybody. Okay. If you're seeing somebody's Instagram post or whatever, and you think that they have a, a dope jacket on, or they look good, leave them a comment telling them they look good. Yeah. Spread a little bit of, of, of positivity, a little bit of happiness. I, like, I love that idea. Do it. And do it. I want you guys to do it at least five times this week. That's a nice assignment. Yes. Even if it's somebody you don't know, never commented on their shit before ever, leave them a comment appreciating their what they look like how and boost their confidence for that day. Give them a smile. Because make you know yeah, because today. you know what? All you can do is make things better for them. Exactly. The only way from here is up. And and honestly it doesn't cost you a fucking penny. Nope. Oh, I was gonna do a musical interlude but it didn't it didn't it didn't <laughs> I was gonna go. Love don't cost a thing. Well, that's bang. true though. Love doesn't. Yeah, I guess. Cost. Spreading love doesn't cost a thing. So on that note, be sure to check us out on You Thought It, the Instagram. We are now, like I've said before, we're now on Spotify. What what? We're on Apple Podcasts. Yes. We're about to be on Google Podcasts. Our full episodes are also on YouTube. It's under my YouTube for now. It'll be eventually on its own. So you could find it on a Jillian Vita, but you could also search You Thought It podcast and find it that way. And let us know what you guys think about these episodes because we honestly love hearing from you guys we say that every episode but it's true we and we just love feedback. talking we could talk all day every day yeah. so as long as you want to hear them we're going to keep putting yeah. them out and we're so excited to have our guests again we mentioned that they're coming yes. out we have like three females that we yep. have lined up and a dude which we're so excited about so excited so it's going to get real it's going to get raw and it's going to get real funky so I can't wait stay, stay tuned for that and I think on that note that's a wrap <laughs>